but perhaps they were ultra-sensitive. Perhaps the dangers were enlarged by the newspaper and the wireless reporters vying with each other to gain attention. Even now, her expression gave no hint of her thoughts as the conversation went on around her. You're right, Nick Kennedy said to Tessa, standing up from the breakfast table and stacking the plates, something he would never have done at home. We're on holiday, the sun's shining, and just look at it, the sky goes on forever. To sit here listening to that mournful Johnny and his gloom is nothing short of a sin. Just say, thank God we're English. Now then, this morning, what's it to be? Beach? Sailing? Fishing? Out to lunch? I say, Sal, this is a hell of a lot better than the culture search we anticipated in Europe. She didn't argue. How could she expect him to feel as she did? By chance, her glance met Sebastian Kilbride's. Sebastian with his intuitive perception. Perhaps it was that understanding that made him the actor he was. Four people, all so different. Yet, from the onset, they had slotted into place like pieces of a well-cut jigsaw. The same could be said for their children, Jethro Kennedy and, eighteen months younger, Zena Kilbride. At sixteen, Jethro was a well-built lad, with all the promise that before long, when the awkwardness of adolescence was behind him, he would be as handsome as his father. In years, Zena was his junior, but she saw herself as his equal. On that July morning, they'd already packed their sandwiches and a bottle of cider and planned to cycle the eight coastal miles to their favourite isolated bay. Sheltered by a craggy and not very high cliff, more than a mile from the nearest road, the shore was reached by an overgrown footpath they'd explored a few days previously. Coming to the cliff top, they'd left their bicycles and clambered down to their solitary paradise. On this day, they calculated that the tide would be right out by the time they arrived. They planned to collect driftwood and make a fire on the sand. The frying pan they'd taken from the cupboard and the sausages they intended to buy on the way were an unnecessary addition to the mammoth pile of sandwiches Tessa had made for them. The boat. That's my idea for today. Surely there was a purr of contentment in Nick's voice as he gazed out of the window at the waves breaking on the shore. Were Sebastian's thoughts on the day ahead, or on what had gone before? Can't believe our luck, you know. He spoke more to himself than to the others. Ours may be luck, Sally laughed, taking the cloth to dry the dishes. But yours, dear Seb, is no more than your just desserts. And of course, she was right. They'd not known Sebastian Kilbride in the days before fate had taken a hand in his career. Fate in the form of Alexander Moraine, the film producer. Had Alexander been less kindly disposed towards his sister, who, like Sebastian, had been a member of the touring and third-rate repertory company playing near his home in Surrey, he certainly wouldn't have spent his Saturday evening in the small and non-too-comfortable theatre. That evening had changed the course of Sebastian's life, and Tess's too. For until then she had moved with him from town to town as the players were booked for a few weeks in one town 
than a few in another. By nature, Tessa was a homemaker, but never once had she grumbled about their nomadic boarding-house existence. She had earned a few extra shillings, altering costumes, and, out of school hours, kept an eye on Zena. Always, there had been the worry that the child hadn't the continuity of a base as she moved from school to school, with no chance to make friends, and no home to bring them to. In fact, their young daughter had never shared their concern. For right from the start, the smell of grease paint, the excitement of applause, the nervous tension as the actors waited for their cues, these things were making their indelible mark. Even so, Zena abhorred ignorance, just as nothing would have shamed her more than being found wanting in some social grace. So, when Sebastian's fortunes were suddenly changed,